Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Before we start today's podcast, just a little note to please... Do, if you enjoy our podcast, subscribe to us on your podcast app, wherever you listen to it. And also subscribe on YouTube if you watch us there. It really does help boost us in the charts. So do subscribe wherever you're listening to us. You're listening to the Shitlux Podcast, your guide to a more stylish life. Welcome to the Sheerlux Team Podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week I'm joined by my lucky Harriet Russell and Georgina Baskey. Hi everyone. Hello. I went to Hackfield this weekend and somebody oh. in the office was like, oh, was it? Like, were you gifted it because you Instagrammed it so much? I was like, no. <laughs> no, no, we paid. No, we paid. Just, I just liked it. Um, guys, it's so nice there. It is so... I really, really want to go. Yes, I've only been to lunch, but... It's heaven. Even that was just amazing. I know, I really think it's a cut above a lot of other places. Is it worth the price tag? The thing is, you can go for one night. So I feel like most UK hotels do make you do two nights two. on the weekend. Mm. And so like, yeah, it's really expensive, but you can just do it. So we just did Saturday night. So I did a feature recently and it was interior designers recommending their favourite hotels. Was on the side which I love, by the week. way. Yeah. But it was, it was recommending their favourite hotels like by interiors. To go right. to where they like to spend time because mm. they're aesthetically beautiful. So yeah, kind of with the interiors. Rather than, oh, it's got a great beach. Yes. It's kind of yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I love the room. And I really had to say actually to a few of them, please don't specify Heckfield Place because <laughs> it is so gorgeous and yeah. it is the kind of interior designer's dream yeah. hotel. So um don't worry, they all came up with lots of other <laughs> Where else did they say? places. Um, Matthew Williamson said uh, Marbella Club, oh, which yeah. has been recently redone. And the interiors are just mm. so cool. And they're kind of kitsch, but also really classy. And yeah, I actually would love to go there. Where else? Yeah. A lot of them recommend Ethem in Stockholm. And um, it's a kind of, it's a townhouse with a series of rooms and apartments. So you feel like you're staying in a private home. Oh, nice. And that was another popular one. Mm, nice. um, yeah, and then, you know, the odd place in Morocco and somewhere incredible in New Zealand. So whether you want to do something at home or further away, there were definitely lots of choices. Well, it's also just inspo, isn't it? I love yeah. looking at hotels for interiors. Inspo. Yeah. Although it really upsets me when you find an image and I'm like, damn it, that's a, like you think it's achievable, but you find out that it's like a five star <laughs> yeah. hotel. Yeah. But I, I always feel like that's a good place to take reference from when you're trying to create a cozy home at home. True. Like home. How, how wrong could it go? Cozy home, room home, at home. home. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what else is going on? My, how should we meet them? What was your weekend? What did my you do? weekend, I actually was in Devon, which mm-hmm. is where my mum and dad live. So I had a very cosy, quaint weekend. Um, saw my sister, who's pregnant, so that was really nice. And Excited. It was just very wholesome. Saw lots of friends and their babies. I went to Clavelli. I don't know if anyone's been to Clavelli. Not. What is that? It's. I actually don't know if it's the smallest <laughs> village. Maybe that's not the title it's got, but it is a private village in Devon, and you have to pay to get into it. Okay, but people live there. Yeah, people live there, but mm. you can't own your own home. They can only rent it off this big wealthy man that's got mm. connections to the royal family. It's eight pound fifty to get in, and it's just this very cute little. It's quite expensive. It's quite expensive. It's quite expensive. Out just of have season a look. as well. I was yeah. like, "Don't worry, guys, I'll pay for us again." And she was like, "That's twenty five quid." I was like, "Well, that's annoying." Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm sorry. Are there shops or anything, or do you just? There's only there? one cafe and one part. Okay. And the cafe, it, we actually got three drinks for a fiver, so it's cheaper to drink okay. than it is to so get in through mm. the gate. That sounds lovely. Yeah, that's sweet. Mm. Nice, Harriet. How was your weekend? Yeah, it was really quiet. I mean, 
I'm just chomping at the bit, really, until I can talk about the Pamela documentary, which is what I really spent <laughs> uh, the weekend yes. watching. Let's just talk about it. I watched, I watched it. that too. Yeah. Yes. Do you watch it? Nope. You have to sit back and listen, Georgina. Go I'll on, Harriet. I'll enjoy. So set the set the scene. What is what is it? So it's called Pamela: A Love Story. And the reason being is that it's sort of a love letter to her own life, but obviously goes through a lot of her relationships. This is Pamela Anderson, we should say. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, what they don't bill it as, but what it really is, in my view, is her son, Brandon, is the executive producer. He also features in the film quite a bit. Um, it's basically a call and response to Pam and Tommy, mm-hmm. which came out on Hulu, the series starring Lily James and um, what's his name? The guy from Sebastian Stan. That's it. Um, last year which we learned pretty well people will have to be living under a rock to not know that she was pretty upset by it um, and that there was a lot of discourse at the time about had it only exploited that episode in her life further so she's really I think looking at that I'm going to say the first sort of half an hour is a bit of a snooze Mm-hmm. There's a lot about her small town upbringing. Well, I've seen them, but I thought it was all. Oh, I quite oh, liked it. Was so it. traumatic. She had the most terrible. Yeah, yeah she did. I I enjoyed hearing I it. I did too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I would say you need it yeah. to understand her sort of adult relationships yeah. and yes. ultimately why she ends up in Playboy in the first place. Well, it's not a spoiler to say that she has she suffered some really terrible abuse at the hands of her baby sister, mm-hmm. and then she was raped at the age of twelve. So. Yeah there's some context wow. for the rest her of it, yeah. parents marriage has also been quite mm. volatile even though they are still together um and it's actually really interesting towards the end of the documentary how she sort of frames that in discussions with her mother mm. her mother sort of comparing why she stayed with a violent partner versus why pamela didn't mm. um and sort of how they have both been able to reconcile that so it doesn't damage their own relationship mm. which is quite interesting um but I came away from it with a really high opinion of her. Actually. I think everybody has. Too, yeah. Um, which was not something I went into it thinking. It was one of those days where I thought, I've kind of got nothing better to do, so I'm <laughs> going to watch it, which is not necessarily the way I'd approach this stuff always. But I'm so glad I did because, and I really wondered actually whether it was going to be one of those things that you sort of have on in the background while you're also on your mm. laptop. But no, it you was. Have to watch it. Yeah, it was mm. pretty gripping, I'd say. Um, even though not a huge amount happens. But. I think one of the most interesting tidbits from it was, well, not tidbits, I don't know how to phrase it, but she she goes into this explanation of when the sex tape was stolen and then obviously basically put out for the world to see, a lot of people at the time, she became the butt of the joke and a lot of people said she had no right to complain because she was a glamour model. And obviously we're in a very, very different time now for women where the discourse around choice and consent and all of these buzzwords is so, so different. I don't think she'd be treated in the same way oh my today. God. You, I mean, no. you have to hope not. When you, They showed loads of clips, didn't they, from talk shows and, you know, Jay Leno's and Conan O'Brien's, you know, the really kind of mainstream talk show hosts. And, and we've seen that before when, I, I remember there's, you know, that Chris Evans interview with Victoria Beckham asking her how much she weighs. Like, it's not the first time mm-hmm. that we've seen kind of how 90s male TV hosts treated women on their sofa but it was so uncomfortable yeah. to watch the larry king interviews like they ask i mean all they want to talk about are her boobs and her sex tape and it like you i don't think you'd ever see that kind of thing today no not anymore no, but she is effortlessly witty with it she is yeah she? yeah god she pulled she carried it off mm. yeah and she at the time i think she's obviously living in a very misogynistic world like i said our opinions have changed but then i was thinking about this on the bus on the way in this morning and i was thinking it's funny, isn't it? Because we live in a world where porn's never been more accessible. In a way, sexuality's never been sort of higher on the agenda. And yet I feel I grew up in the early 2000s in a world that was a lot, lot more like sex sells sort mm. of thing. Like today, I think there's outrage when 
um, something like the Sam Smith video comes out that's very sexualized. We live in a world where porn is like everywhere. <laughs> Maybe it's, I think it's kind of gone underground. Like if you think of kind of like an Andrew Tate or like the people who are still kind of mm. pushing that misogynistic pornographic agenda it's less mainstream mm. so it isn't the you know it's not in the mainstream discourse yeah. it's not on the tv hosts it's not the chat exactly shows. right this is what it's I, on the ground on the internet yeah for this teenage is what boys i came to, to in my mind yeah. is like what's out of fashion is not actually sexiness or sexuality it's misogyny yeah that's what's gone but it's not i, I fear that it's not out of fashion for young men i agree it, as you say it's gone underground yeah. so it's no longer that sort of britney spears in a bikini at the mtv awards right. but it's it's yeah it's online porn it's Mm. it's andrew tay it's all of these other things instead so and all of this comes from Mm. a pamela anderson documentary so i just think yeah maya what were your takeaways i just thought wow you're actually fairly iconic Mm. like as a person i thought also it was quite amazing to see her not reflect on any of these really quite awful things happened to her life and dwell on them in a bad way or blame anyone she really didn't that wasn't her intention mm, at all no. and i thought that's really amazing to see her hold her head up like that she kind of says that we ben and i watched it together and the whole way through we were like this is so sad what a tragic life she's had this mm. is so awful and yeah the way that the document the way sorry that the sex tape was taken and you know she, she, so it, it really profoundly affected her and then she does say towards the end doesn't she she's like i don't blame anyone else for anything that's ever happened to me you know i made my decisions i i mean i'm sure she blames the person who stole the sex tape but you know she she really she says she has no interest in finding finding out who they are she really like backs her own path and kind of the choices she's made and seems like her sons are really like pretty normal yeah yeah, well adjusted thank you our takeaway from it was that it was really sad because actually her and tommy lee seemed like that was kind of her forever one you see her at the end she goes into chicago on broadway yeah i thought that was fantastic as well yeah what a legend. Anyway, well worth a watch. It's called Pamela, A Love Story. Pamela, A Love Story. On Netflix. Um, Georgina, anything to recommend? Well, that sounds amazing. I know, sorry. I, I have to watch that. <laughs> Monologues. I did listen to a fantastic podcast, which is two hours. Um, and it's Stephen Bartlett interviewing Stephen Peters, who wrote um, The Chimp Paradox, which was a big book about, I want to say, oh, I don't know. It feels like... Probably more than about five years ago, maybe. Um, So he's got a follow-up book, um, which has come out. um, And I think it's called something like Pathway Through the Jungle or something. So there's a theme. The whole podcast is talking about um, the sort of practical ways that you can learn from your chimp brain, your human brain and the computer so that your everyone's personality and ways that they think and approach life and react to situations or respond to situations is through one of these three channels. And if you can kind of tame your outward emotional side which is your chimp brain which is your losing your shit side um rein that in then you can actually start hearing your human voice which is the essence of who who you are anyway it was so fascinating just to learn and sort of recognize your different traits and reactions and how you react to situations but then also he was he himself has worked in prisons he's worked with cycling team gb his his background is incredible so just hearing him talk um was was brilliant and i would highly recommend it there's so many just just so much it's so rich there's so much to listen to there's so many things to take away so um if you've got a spare two hours that is quite long it is long do you know it is long but it's a car journey yeah Yeah, car journey or over a few dog walks or something like that and actually i feel like i just need to go back and listen to it all again yeah write down Um, some notes (laughs) yeah really write notes like it's and there's so many things that 
are quite easy to, to fix. Like he gives one example where he's saying, you know, you can sit in a meeting in the work situation and someone's kind of like, I think this, I'm really cross about that. And then no, we need to do this. And they kind of rant and they get it all off their chest. And then at the end he says to his colleague, so um, how, much, how many of those things should we action and take forward? And the guy goes, oh no, it's all a pile of shit, but I feel so much better for getting it off my chest. Oh, really? Now let's get the real work done. And it's kind of that letting go mm. of all that stuff. And actually, as you learn to do that and recognize that in yourself, you can then start hearing, I guess, the intellectual side of your brain rather than the emotional. That's interesting. Chimp reaction yeah. part of your brain. And I think actually, um, and then he also talks about the computer, but that is all to do with um, the things that you learn to do through repetition without thinking about mm -hmm. doing. And then equally, there are times when that's really important, like if you're a Team GB cyclist, mm. and then there are times when you don't wanna go on autopilot because actually you need to be a little bit more mm. measured and thinking. So it is, he simplifies beautifully what is clearly a really complicated, complicated yeah. brain <laughs> process. Yeah. I think the whole so, idea yeah. of like, the workplace example is really interesting because people always say that with work, you know, you should be able to be your your true self and you know your best self. Or, you know, you're, like you be yourself basically at work, which I so agree with. But then equally, there are just things that are professional and things that are not, and behaviours that you have to rein in. Yeah, and things you don't. And and I really think I don't think you can. I mean, maybe this is really controversial, but I'm not sure you can go into the workplace 100% of yourself because you have to remember the d complicated dynamic that you're in all the time. So you yeah. might be yourself kind of. 90%, 99%, but you have to, I don't know, you have to be restrained. Well, you have to behave yourself. You have to yeah. behave yourself. And it's, but it's the same, you know, the way you sit down with your best friend and chat compared to if you sit down with your in-laws for the first mm. time, it's going to be different. Yeah. So of course we all wear different hats and different guises. You do, but, but work you're in every day and yeah. you're having to, you know, you're, there's, there's not only your own professionalism, but there's the dynamic at play. And you have, to, you have to be mindful of that. And I just think that's quite a complicated... I think it's difficult. I definitely, like, struggle is the wrong word, but I am very much... My personality is an open book. Like, I tell everyone everything. I have no secrets sort of thing. And that is a problem in a workplace. <laughs> yes, <laughs> can't behave like that. But I also think you have to... Like, I, I don't think I'm someone who's driven by ego at all. But often, I like, if I've got a problem at work, I'm like... I check myself, I'm like, okay, is this coming from a place of yes. that's unjust or is it coming from a place of your ego? You know, like, I just feel like you have to ask yourselves those kind of I questions. I agree with that, yeah. And more than in the rest of your life. But there may be, responses, hmm, yeah. yeah. That might also be that you have really good EQ. So you, well, and you've right. learned to know yourself. Yeah. Well, and I you've understood you and maybe your upbringing has allowed you mm. to explore that and understand that True. and why that's important mm. because you've had a bit of check and balance in your life, mm. which a lot of people obviously don't mm. have those role models or those mentors. Very true. So I think that... Um, That's a privileged position almost. I, well, I, or that you've, you've just developed yourself mm. really well and understood it from an early age. And there's a lot of people who don't or, mm. you know, or you just get home and you've had a shit day and you walk in and you totally lose it with your partner yeah, because they haven't yeah, the wash on. Do. You know, <laughs> and then it's kind of like, and then, or you have a rant about the washing up that's not being done or whatever it is. Mm. And then actually feel a lot better. And you just kind of go, okay, well, I've got that off my chest now. Mm. And now we can talk about what's really important. Yes. But you've just got to be careful not to distract your relationship. Well, <laughs> yeah. You're busy getting Blame them for everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But um, anyway. Anyway, fascinating. It's a big book. Yeah. So that will take you more than two hours. So I'll just go to the podcast. Sparks Notes version of it. Yeah. So it's a kind of, um, it's one of the Diary of a CEO podcasts. 
Okay, noted. Thank you. Um, Harriet, you brought along some... I couldn't just cho- I couldn't choose between all your no, various you topics. It piqued my interest because this week we launched the SL Preloved community page, which has been really exciting. Um, so it's got me a bit sort of thoughtful about keeping clothes, passing clothes on, wearing clothes. And this article in The Guardian, um, the title of it was, I might wear it in 10 years time for clothes keepers on why they hold on to old garments. And they've basically profiled four different people, one of whom, you know, says she holds on to things because fashion comes back around, essentially. Um, There's one person who admits she's very sentimental, so she keeps stuff for her daughter. Um, Someone else says she holds on to stuff because it reminds her of certain stages in her life. And then I think the fourth person, yeah, is basically a very sustainable perspective, which is like, we can't just keep throwing clothes away all the time Mm. because we get bored of them um, or because they fall out of fashion. So I was kind of interested to ask the group Mm. how they sort of approach their wardrobes in that sense, because obviously we've all uploaded items to the pre-love page. Mm. So those are things we, I assume, don't fit into any of these four categories. Mm. So where is the line drawn between holding on to something because it's nostalgic or mm. you just think oh not ready versus no it's gotta go interesting Maya I actually have a very very small wardrobe so I have to be quite strict oh you mean like physical space my physical mm. wardrobe space is tiny I think that's good though mm. so I do have to be strict and I I actually have a clear out of my wardrobe probably every like three months it's mm. pretty regular but I like to think I'm not wasteful because I actually put all my clothes into a suitcase and I take them down to Devon to give to my mum. And my mum sells them on Vinted or whatever platform. So they do go on to another home and someone buys them. They don't go in the bin or anything. Um, and she makes a little bit of pocket money out of it. So I like to resell my clothes personally. Um, but I have some pieces that I keep that are more like special dresses or shoes and they sit at the back of my wardrobe hoping fashion will come back around or something like that happens. Not, so they're not, though. but they're not items that you know you won't wear again. They're, they're, I you won't do hope you'll wear them. Yeah, in the future, if they become fashionable again. Yeah, I'd rather not sell them on just because they're either slightly high value or mm. I really did enjoy wearing them at one point mm. and potentially I can again in the future. You hope they come back around. Yeah, Georgina, I'm quite sentimental. I think I've got well, um, you. Had you, a you have on the pre-loved um, page, didn't you? I what? Sorry. Georgina had a bit of a wobble about her. Oh, did you? <laughs> I've got a dress on there, which, um, yeah, I just was like, I mean, I could sell it. I'm happy to but sell it. But you do, Georgina, you do have a teenage daughter, which obviously the rest of us don't. So yeah. therefore, so, perhaps so that informs there it There are five bridesmaids dresses hanging in my wardrobe that she has worn. Okay. From when she was two to when she was 10. They're not going anywhere. Um, There's an old velvet Laura Ashley dress that I wore when I was seven with a little lace collar and puff sleeves, which she then wore when she had like Victorian day at school. So weirdly, (laughs) those things, which which my mum, I think you're holding on. That was a a good old 90s party dress from Laura Ashley, which was all the rage at the time, I'll have you know. Um, But actually it was one that my mum had kept for from my childhood which I then kept and there was some other amazing like children's Charles Jordan dress she'd bought me in Paris it's like pink and white candy stripes like insanely mm, gorgeous so and then my daughter wore that to a friend's birthday party once so there's a few little things like that and then obviously I've got like a suitcase under the bed full of baby grows and you know all that stuff so do I am a, sorry but you're yeah. saying yeah because like my, my parents certainly don't have my oh, baby oh, yeah. I, oh yeah, yeah. So, mine do yeah, yeah. Well, be, I go beyond the christening gown. I've gone okay. into like other, you know, with the view to 
Well, well if they've got on. vomit on or something, then obviously they've gone. But if okay. things are beautiful, like it's my quite low bar, <laughs> 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 is that my... some sort of medal? <laughs> yeah, well my done. Yours bought my daughter a Dior ski suit when she could oh go. <laughs> Yeah, you can't get rid of that. I'm not getting rid of that. What are you going to do with it? Well, she's like, obviously my daughter's going to have that. And I was like, well, you've got to time her birth. I was going to say. So she's three months old in winter. I mean, there's there's quite a a window. But in terms of my own clothes, um, yes, there are some things I'm keeping because I think that my daughter will want to wear them. And she is beginning to rifle round my clothing. Um... Yeah, and then if there's like a classic coat and it's really good, why would I get rid of that? Mm. But there are a few things. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do regular clear outs. I'd say I probably do that two a year, mm. take stuff down, normally to the charity shop. Um, I'm not very good at resale. I don't really buy high end stuff enough, I think, to really make it worth my while. So I do think that's a misconception or, the, or that that at least has changed because there's such a big resale market for high street Actually, things mm-hmm. but yeah. you have to be you have to be prepared to go on a depop or you know it obviously involves it does effort. take time yeah. and, yeah. and you have to be yeah. prepared to play the volume game because obviously the money that you're making off those pieces probably totally. doesn't equate the effort exactly. unless you're doing it 50 times over well no, but it just adds yeah this, it's a sustainability effort sure more than yeah but agreed you're not gonna make loads of money off it except it's interesting because watching my daughter who's 16 and she will then sell a t-shirt from Brandy Melville, for example, for more than she paid for it. Because oh, wow. even though it's three years old, they don't make it anymore. Oh, and wow. someone will want that colorway. Oh, that's interesting. So it is actually fascinating mm-hmm. if you really get into the kind of high street side of it. And I think that's the same as some Zara items. And mm-hmm. they're like these kind of like yeah. high, highly trash. valued yeah. cult pieces. Um, but And I feel like for that generation, that's way more of a, I mean, like we almost need a Lux girl in the room to come and verify this. But you know, that that, that is a part and parcel of the way they shop and the way they consume. I know Georgie said the other day that Coco made her first set. I mean, Coco's yeah. what, 12? And yeah, she made she a deep set and she was so thrilled. And like, I think that's such a normal mm. part of their Well, and also the now. 15 pounds to a 12 yeah, or 16 year really old counts. is a massive mm. amount of money. You know, that's, that's yeah. a great shopping trip somewhere Absolutely. or a pizza with friends or yeah. whatever it is. So yeah, and or they go back and buy something else exactly. for the second hand mm. again. I exactly. mean, most of the stuff that, um, my daughter buys. I would say over half of it is on Depop. So I, th- I think it will Which is just brilliant. Work. It's awesome. Yeah, it will. Mm. The whole movement will just change as those girls get older because it will just become second nature to them. Where we're kind of learning those behaviours. Harriet, are you a hoarder? I'm not a hoarder by any means, but I'm fortunate in that my mum doesn't live far away and has much more space than in my tiny London flat. Um, so we do have a sort of single cupboard there which is full of very nostalgic things that we'll, we'll never wear again they'll never come back in fashion okay. my prom dress is one of the ugliest things you've ever seen in your life <laughs> but i i honestly will go head to head on you on yeah that because Me i too. think mine's out there fucking no hell. mine's pretty your... bad mine's really bad it's mine's... like teal and shiny and from China. <laughs> <laughs> from China mine was mine was yellow and from monsoon and was quite like baby doll and every and it all just like wafted but it came to about mid Shin, which Flattery. isn't a length. I, 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 I had an applique. Oh my god, it was so awful. I'm sure I win. It was so mainly awful. because mine's awful. a two piece, like a crop top. Like you know when we do wedding edition, and yeah. it's like, oh, do you buy a dress or two or a two right. piece? Okay. I was like, I'm gonna have a two piece. Okay. But is what, that, like a blouse and a skirt? Like just wait for it. Was wait that for so it. you could mix and match <laughs> yeah. after the prom? I mean, actually, yeah. great way. I'm yeah. definitely never. Sorry, before you continue, what color? Just so I can picture. Wait for it. So the top was a sweetheart sleeveless black corset Mm, with with the most enormous and i mean like 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Cool, enormous ballerina skirt. I think it sounds quite cool. In bright like fuchsia. Goth, goth ballet sheet. Yeah, like quite Carrie Bradshaw if she's yeah. got it. I seriously thought I was Carrie Bradshaw. Actually, when I look at the pictures, it's not the dress that revolts me the most, it's the hair. I look back on it and it's hanging in the wardrobe and I do look at it with like fond memories because my prom night was really fun. Obviously, I'm never going to wear it, mm. but I wouldn't ever want to get rid of it either. Really? Absolutely. No. So you've never yes, worn the same. Who knows? It might come you back wear around. Skirt, skirt with like a, a really crisp white shirt or something. That's true. Yeah. That, that, that wouldn't look so bad. Or even like, with like a camisole to a wedding, like a silly maybe. Or something. You haven't seen the skirt, guys. I'll bring <laughs> no, a photo. I'd in. love to see it. Yeah, it's horrendous. Um, um, well, I'm completely unsentimental. I don't think I've got. Oh, anything. Are you? That really surprises me about you. Yeah, really, really unsentimental. No, I really don't like keeping things that I won't wear again. Shoes. I'm a seller. No, no. So no. have you ever felt the opposite? Because sometimes I've given stuff away and I've like six months goes past and I'm like I should never have done that as I've got older anyway I'd say probably in the last like four years three or four years I've become an incredibly careful shopper I buy like Mm -hmm. nothing like literally nothing and that was the feature in how to spend it this weekend was a challenge that the fashion I I did see this nine pieces in a year or something so yeah she has set herself a challenge because this was according to can't remember what they're called but they're basically one of the biggest environment agencies in order to not continue to add to landmass etc etc um everybody should endeavor to buy five new items a year and four pre-loved items in the mm. year now i don't look, I caveat obviously we're very lucky we get gifted a few items because of our job so i wouldn't like to say kind of with those things thrown in but in terms of actually purchasing i don't think i bought five things last year i bought three things really yeah, i don't buy anything ever it's my dad's shirt i take my parents my parents hand me down um no I really I'm just really 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 careful so I don't have anything in my wardrobe and especially after years of culling so I did have those years where you know like everybody I had early 20s buying 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 Mm. but you know like we all did but I've slowly got rid of all of that the mass Mm. and and by by got rid like donated or sold and I just I have like it's quite lean for what they said that women's a woman's wardrobe needs 74 items yes And the breakdown is fascinating really in terms of what they say, like, to ma- mix It was something what. like six office looks, yeah. three occasion wear, two, two holiday looks. Or something. Yeah, yeah it like, was, it sort of came Two holiday looks. I know. What's really a seven-day trip? When you read, two, yeah, when it? you read it, it was, like, super lean to It was me. too that outdoorsy. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't need those. <laughs> well, maybe like, if you the outdoorsy, you could have four holidays. Yeah, exactly. But I think I put 74. God, I mean, I'll probably count and be put to shape. Obviously, I think by the time you've got... 
trackies and hoodies. I was no. Mm. But no, I'm really lean. Really lean. Oh That's impressive. I know. Less than five So you don't even have anything from childhood or... I mean, you have your prom dress. No, no, no. I don't have oh. a prom dress. No, Sorry, I'll show you a photo. I, I don't have it. No, just about it. got my wedding dress. I haven't seen it since the night. I, since I stepped out of it and threw it in a fake tan floor. <laughs> See, I've got... In my wardrobe, it's my mum's wedding dress, which I'm never going to wear because literally I hold the waist up yeah. like this. <laughs> I'm shocking. Um... She doesn't care because my parents yeah. are divorced. So she's like, whatever. I have all of her wedding rings, all of her engagement rings. Well, that's I, I, nice. feel, I feel like I'm a nostalgic so, person. But, but also, you know, I wear my grandma's rings a lot. And so so it's not, although no, I can think I wear them because they're cool. I don't wear them because it's nice that they're also hers. Oh, yeah. see, I think I'm the first one. Okay. You go with it because of the nostalgia. Yeah. I wouldn't care if someone was like, that is the ugliest fucking ring I've ever seen. I'd be like, <laughs> I don't care. It's my mum's engagement. Yeah, can ring. I tell you the best thing actually that's happened to me, which she won't like me for saying this, but my mum um, in menopause, her feet have grown at one size. So she's now more size. Shoes. Yes. So she was, was a four and I was a five and that was obviously a real pity. Anyway, welcome to the five club, mum. So that's worked out quite well. Um, but yeah, my mum is much smaller than me. So I've never mm. been able to really to wear her clothes. So mm. I'll yeah, take the bags and I've never been one to wear my mum's clothes or anything. Either. My mum and I are the exact same size and everything. And, oh, yeah. and we do not share. But you might, you might. Joey doesn't share food. <laughs> Down the line. <laughs> okay, thanks, Harriet. My the SL community, for those who, the uninitiated. Yeah. What exactly is it? It is, so the SL community, community.shillux.com is where you head to, is a space um, basically where readers, subscribers to Shillux can talk to each other, can share peer-to-peer recommendations, advice, ask each other questions. Um, The team will respond to questions on there. So it's just a safe space to have conversations, essentially. There's been some interesting conversations going on Mm -hmm. and some, actually it's really fun to see them grow and they sort of then um, snowball mm. and that's that's the really fun part to see so everyone having a say and it's everything from fashion recommendations to hotels for yeah kids or whatever you know it's it's basically anything, anything you, you want to have ask. a query yeah. about yeah and we've of course if anyone wants to buy my boots or my jacket <laughs> send <them Mabel. laughs> little plug oh no interest so far do check it out, community.shillux.com. I wanted to talk about ChatGPT. For those who don't know, it's a new AI website, which is taking the world by storm because it's really quite intelligent AI. It's a bit like Siri, but much more advanced. You put it to the test. Yes. It was crazy. We've put it twice to the test mm. as a business now, actually. One, we asked it to write Shillux's mission statement, and it was extremely accurate it was no offense Maya better than any mission yeah, statement George we've ever said had that I'm out of a job <laughs> <laughs> but guys it's wild so obviously the way it works that you know the AI around today pulls information existing information from the internet but the way chat GPT works is super speedy like you you got that in seconds yeah and b it's pretty sophisticated it's not it's not a it's not returning a wikipedia result or a google no. result it used every bit of data about shitlucks on the internet to write this right yeah and it's a fully start to finish statement like it's not mm. bits of information yeah and it's grammatically correct yeah and it's, so that's crazy and then the other time uh, we asked it to write us a script for a video advert to promote shitlucks and that was just actually kind of hilarious. I mean, it would have been the cheesiest advert ever made. But <laughs> well, well, it's there to view if you'd like to, because Georgie did act it out. It's on, on TikTok, TikTok yeah. <laughs> but it, but it covered a lot of like good points about you know the needs we serve for our readers in their busy lives and how we edit curate the internet and how that is actually beneficial and saves people time. Like mm. that was actually fascinating. And the point was that it didn't just it you know it's not a question 
of like give me x information and here i'll return it to you there's creativity involved i think that's the scariest part so it was you know yeah give us a script for an advert and it says like scene opens on a woman she looks down she looks dejected she's tired she picks up her phone you know and it paints this picture yeah that is crazy anyway it's had mixed reviews how does everybody feel about chat gpt georgina i'm gonna come to oh no go on my no i was just gonna say elements of that like gave me anxiety Mm. for a you need to be able to think for yourself mm-hmm. and manage your own time mm-hmm. as a human being. But like, like this why? is like really like devil's advocate taking why? away soft skills as adults. Mm. Like I think they're important things to be able to do for yourself. But if they're important things only in and by the way, this is total devil's advocate. I don't actually think. <laughs> excuse me. I don't actually think this. But if that if they're only important skills because you need them in the workplace and then you don't need them in the workplace, why are they important? Because that scenario is only if you're Microsoft Teams in your workplace scenario True. setting but but presumably this is the future maybe but i think i think if we stop having all of these important life skills and then you have to go and overcome some other challenge somewhere else where chat gbt isn't plugged into it like we're going to be useless yeah true except do we live in a world sorry to interrupt but do we eventually live in a world where it's plugged into everything yeah that's what i mean Mm. it's like when the so someone explained this to me recently (laughs) and i thought it made things so clear which is basically ai is phase two of the internet which is there was a time i'm sure we all remember of dialing up Mm -hmm. with that blingy noise that none of the Lux girls recognize yeah. <laughs> um where we all thought like oh that's fine but what if you go somewhere and there is an internet mm. like how many places do you yeah. go now where there is an internet so my thought on that is how many places will you go where yeah chat gpt won't so be so what's thing? phase three well we don't know yet oh, we're, right. we're only in phase two but someone also explains to me i interviewed an economist for a piece we did on the site on the recession and i said to her i was like so like Basically, how does inflation end? That sounds like a really dumb question, mm. but like in simple terms, how does it end? And she said, well, if you look at history and the last sort of big inflationary period, which was the 90s, she said the main thing that really changed the way the country worked was the invention of the internet and how everyone, it basically upped productivity by such a significant percentage that inflation came down as a result. How interesting. And she said, basically, AI is going to do that this time we all know we're living in a inflationary environment and so yeah she i said to her well we already have the internet so mm. what's going to in- increase productivity and she said it's ai but it sounds like based on that that it's going to decrease productivity i well maya's, well, maya's argument has legs yeah and there is certain i totally see where you're coming from especially about soft skills that's what we were talking about earlier when it's like being your best self at work i'm not sure my best self is an ai robot <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay I I, think on a moody Monday, go on. <laughs> in all, like time efficiency, that sort of thing, like great. If it frees up time, that's really fantastic. I mean, going in and putting in a meeting for two weeks time, if it does that for you, I'm not against it. I'm not in denial. Mm. But if it starts really like drafting emails for you and telling you when you should respond, to, I mm. think that's a bit ridiculous. Well, it's almost micromanagement, but yeah. from a computer. A computer. Mm. Georgina, there's been a lot of criticism of chat GP- GPT because people are children's because students are using it to write to write essays. Excuse me, to write essays. Mm. To write essays in the style of a year 11 student as <laughs> yeah, well. They're exactly. not trying you to make specify. it sound like they're a, you know, Oxford graduate. They're trying to make it yeah, sound like authentic. them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there is a leading London secondary school who are very on this stuff and their headmistress has come out and said, we will not be, we're, we're looking at, or maybe they are not, but I, I don't want to say they definitely are doing this, but she had commented on this and she's basically said, 
we're not going to be setting essays for homework anymore. Oh, wow. We are going to be asking students to um, research for the next lesson, which they will not have any information on yet. Obviously, the topic they'll know. Mm. So they've got to research around what the lesson will be that is yeah. coming to them. Which, to be honest... Because the point yeah. being, it's about the creative mind. Exactly. So when I read something five years ago that says, eventually, this job, this job, this job's going to all be replaced by... A, a robot so that you can kind of get your you can go and buy a house and you won't need a lawyer there'll be a robot lawyer to do it for you because yeah. it's essentially sort of something kind of straightforward I used to sit back and think to myself oh but that's okay because I'm in a creative profession so I'm all right <laughs> I'm not I can't be replaced by a robot in the way that a, mm. someone who has a different skill set might be mm. um until now until now <laughs> and I'm thinking oh my god yeah, yeah. that's quite scary because also Whilst that advert might have seemed a little bit um, unsophisticated in some ways mm. that Georgie made, obviously, but equally, that's like version one. Right, yeah. Exactly. So how is that going to be in five years? Totally. And the nuances and the subtleties mm -hmm. that will develop mm. probably really quickly because it's like learned behavior, isn't it? So mm. I mean, I, this is not my world. But <laughs> I imagine there is something I where the computer right. itself learns. Yes, I think it does on every scenario. Not yeah. the computer, the program, mm. each time on every scenario. Exactly. So they start becoming more... Um, human and more creative and that that I find a little bit concerning mm, yeah um from a pure employment point of view <laughs> but I wonder you know if it will but I do wonder if it will force us to be more creative you know that that's kind of that's the point about the recession that's the point about hope I mean if it's going to force schools to relook at the way they examine students like I think that could only That's be a good, a good thing, thing that hasn't been changed in years and you know at the moment still AI and I think for the foreseeable it again my limited knowledge is that for the foreseeable it is it can still only it can't think for itself it can still only think with what it has been provided so mm -hmm. that will only force us to be more innovative because if it already knows everything that's already existed within a business yeah then you have to push on to the next thing and I think that's yeah I mean it's daunting but it's quite exciting yeah, I don't mind something booking meetings for me. That doesn't yeah. bother me. <laughs> what bothers me is that if our phones are listening to us and what we're in a brainstorming are? meeting mm. and we're talking about things that haven't been invented yet, how do I know that my phone isn't logging it and uploading it to the AI so one of our competitors oh, then uses it, it in a meeting and it says, actually, Sherlock's is doing this and Shit. like the secret gets out? Data security. Doof, we better start, doof, doof, better start doof, locking doof. our phones oh, away. Meetings. Yeah, soundproof oh the meeting room. One day, I reckon this podcast is going to age really badly. In like <laughs> yeah. three years, we're going to be like, so it's true. morons on the so And morons. in three years, it's going to be four robots sat here. Being yeah. like, remember when people worked at Sherlock? I, that, that might be our advantage, you know. We are all real people on camera and on podcasts, not just It's only writers. a matter of time until yeah, our avatars are invented, that. though. Yeah, quite, exactly. Anyway, that's depressing. So we would normally give a call to action here but i'm not sure we do want to encourage people to don't download. go on chat gbt no. think for yourselves <laughs> what's fascinating is the fundamentals of the way society works and the reason it works is work like if mm. human beings don't have to go to work what the hell are we doing all day oh god oh i could think of a few things to pass the time. <laughs> yeah but if you if you're not being, i'd be fine if you're not being I'm paid fine. if you're not being paid to do anything oh i know how do you it's consume very anything how do you maintain a life oh <laughs> Sorry to be dystopian about it, but I think AI might be the end of days. Okay, so oh, no. um, let's do some quick fire questions. Best <laughs> SPF that doesn't feel sticky. Go. Oh, the Laroche Posay one. It's Thank the SPF fifty. It's in. It's got like orange on the front. It's really good. There we go. Thank you. Thoughts about face gym? I'm going to take this one because I'm obsessed You're with obsessed. face gym. I love it. So I had a face gym massage 
back in like October, I had a quick 30 minute one and they basically use electric currents to sculpt your face. And I, she did half my face and I was sat there thinking, I hate this. I was like, this silly woman, get your hands off me. I'm literally having the worst, I'm having the worst time. Anyway, she then showed me that side of my face, like, you know, she showed me my mirror reflection and I saw that side of my face compared to the other. Oh my God, one eye was honestly two inches higher than the other. <laughs> and after that, I was like, sign me up. Anyway, I think it was also the shock because I've been back since and you know what to expect okay. physically. Was it as good then when you went back? Yeah, I just, I went back like two weeks ago after I'd had my horrible cold because I, I felt all so sinusy and I wanted my face like flushed. And... Yeah, I love it. I love it. If How long does it last? Mm, that's what I mm, so I wanted, as I say, I wasn't going for like an event. I really wanted to like just drain my face. Um, but they say, you could, they say, you know, for the day before a big event, I didn't even then go home and have a glass of wine and then go to your event. You know, you have to Okay, you will then puff. droop. You will droop, yeah. <laughs> but they do say that if you do, if you then do their practices kind of a couple of times a week, then it mm. can maintain it. So I've got a big, they, um, it's a ball that's a bit like a bouncy ball. I've seen it and you like knead it into your face. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's almost, and it, but it's rubber, it's just like a, literally a rubber it's probably a big con but so it's like no, it's I'm good. I love it, yeah. massage. Like I love a lymphatic sha. drainage it's lymphatic thing. drainage it's gua sha it's exactly that mm. yeah you like a gua sha yeah I love mm. it I do too advice on eyebrow tinting at home do you do that oh I actually do used to I actually have just had my eyebrows laminated for the past three months but before that I would do that okay they look yeah. fab do you have a tip for doing them yourself at home um apply some sort of like oily based product, maybe like a Vaseline or a really strong moisturizer just around your eyebrows so you don't dye your skin. Mm -hmm. And always brush up once with the dye and then back in the opposite direction that way against yes. the hair so that you fully coat them both sides. Georgie's always dyed her own brows and I feel like that's her advice as well. Mm. Good tip. I um, didn't learn that off her. That's okay. Why. And always trim them. People forget to trim their eyebrows. That makes the biggest difference. But I, do you, but do you still trim them even if you're going for that like fluffy effect? Depends how what you want. How but fluffy. if your hairs are too long, then they won't sit. They'll curl like eventually yes. throughout the day. So you just do it a little bit. You brush them down like that again in the opposite yeah. direction, and then cut them in the opposite mm. direction, but only at the oh, end. Wow, you brush them down to trim them, yes. not up, and then trim along. No, down. because that shows you how the extra length of your hair. So you cut them outside the like parameters of your eyebrow. Georgina, I'm going to hold. How did somebody has said? Do you have a regular fitness routine? How was yoga with Adrienne, 30 day challenge? Did you get anywhere? I'm on day six. <laughs> and it's every only day six. It's the 7th of February. Okay. <laughs> you were so yeah. ready for this. And do you know what? Yeah, she tells me, I did it this morning. She tells you do a great she job. She said to me on day six, the hardest part is you've made it to the mat. And I'm like, damn right, Adrienne. You don't know how long it's taken. for the last 30 days? It's the 7th day of February. I've been moving house. Oh, you moved house. I moved That's house true. on the 5th of January. For me, the 1st of February might as well be the 1st of January. Okay, fine. Also, by the way, no judgment. I do nothing. No. But I'm just interested because I know you were so... But now I'm doing it. Right. I did it this morning and I did it yesterday. <laughs> and I am... I'm just loving it, and um, yeah, it is brilliant. Okay. And I will report back. <laughs> I'll report, report back, back in April August. when it's done day ten, and we'll be like, I finished. <laughs> okay, um, you joined a you joined a weightlifting gym. Yeah, oh how's that going? It's really good, actually. I love it. I've only been going every Wednesday, so once a week so far. Mm -hmm. But it's called the Weekending. It's in um, Elephant Castle, mm -hmm. but it's an LGBTQ plus gym. It's okay. Very supportive but was, but atmosphere. Everyone, but it's, but presumably everyone's welcome. Yeah, so. It, it's an ally sort of thing. But Love I am it. the only woman and as far as I'm aware so far on my Wednesday classes, Callum, my fiance, is also the only straight man. Cool. Goes. But it's great. Good. You'll make some new friends. Yeah, I can't walk fun. four days afterwards. So it must is it be how heavy are you lifting? Well, it varies on the exercises, but it's way heavier than I would be doing on mm. my own in the gym. Okay. It's sort of like assisted 
group classes. There's only like six to seven people oh, cool. in each class. But so supervised so that yeah. you're not... Okay, that sounds really cool. Okay, somebody has said, last question, if you could relive one day of your life, which would it be? Which is quite a good question. Obviously, everyone, ha- you know, if you have your wedding day, that's lovely. By default, I would pick that. However, there are definitely moments, like, probably just a really perfect day on holiday. Like, you know, just like a really mm. happy... When I was mm. in that wedding, at that wedding in Ibiza in October, um, we they had a hungover brunch the next day and then all of us just went back to our hotel to sit around the pool. And actually, we flew home that night, but at like midnight. And so we sat around the pool from maybe like, I don't know, three till eight when we went for dinner and just drank rosé. And just, you know when you're just with your friends in the sun in, like I'd yeah. just pick a day Best like that atmosphere think, yeah. yeah and you're lovely. just happy and there's and carefree that's it for me you nice mine definitely was the day I got engaged just because I would like to go back from start to finish even the points I had no idea it was coming and just enjoy all the anticipation oh. and every lovely moment because it actually before even being proposed to it was an amazing fun day like I got drunk with my father-in-law over lunch and oh. sushi and it was great so I just left it all over again <laughs> just cherry on the top he knew and I didn't and yeah. we drank about two bottles of champagne and I still hate him for letting me get so drunk before I proposed <laughs> yeah. but they were great. probably just in a really good mood yeah, yeah. oh that's really nice Georgina um, I'm kind of with you actually Charlotte I don't I mean obviously it's like yes my wedding day the birth of my children and mm. all of that but like I do think I remember my my granny once saying to me um, oh you know the best times are the times when nothing happens mm. as in there's no drama mm. no one's ill no one's crying nothing awful's happened like those boring times treasure them the in between because when you're in something else you'll just wish you could get those back and actually I remember when the kids were really little and you and sort of like the sleepless nights and someone seemed to get up most nights or whatever when they're at that age you've got baby toddler whatever and I do remember just sort of being on holiday and kind of both of them being happy and it's sort of the sun was going down and I probably have a glass of rosé in my hand and just feeling in that moment just so present and calm and content and I feel like that was a kind of perfect moment mm. Mm. probably at the end of a bit of a you're probably drunk Anyway, silly day, but yeah. <laughs> no, I get that. I completely agree. Harriet? I really can't choose between two. I think, so it was probably either the day I got into uni. No one in my family has ever been to university before. And everyone at my school, you have no idea. Literally everyone at my school was like, do not apply. You will not get in. You are not oh, right. That's not very encouraging. No, they were not encouraging mm. at all. They were all dicks. <laughs> or it's the day I graduated because I was in really really bad mood that day i was really unhappy oh, with my... the worst day when i think about yeah like, and i wish mm. i'd just oh i see you'd go back and do and it be nicely. happier yeah. I, I'd, I'd have like I'd a do-over yes. i was in the worst mood of my graduation yeah. same my parents were just so annoying and it was i hot. was a brat on my graduation I, was yeah. so I ruined it for my mum and yes, dad too. Too. Such a proud moment me too me there's too. one photo no, I didn't get a photo with them. And what exactly is wrong with us? And I wore really bad shoes. And you, my oh, mum was like, you were in this really cool little pink suit. And then you wore these weird black, like, clod hopping shoes. Oh. What were you thinking? <laughs> and also, I think most people are really hungover on their graduation. Yeah, like, the parents sleep. come down or wherever you are. Mm. And then you kind of like, oh, hi. And you've yeah. probably been out the night before. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's I was just... a brat. I, mm. I got a 2-1, which was amazing like anyone should be proud of that result and I was just fuming that it wasn't a first oh, did you yeah. yeah I got a 2-1 and I remember calling my dad and he was like you better tell me that you got a low 2-1 because he was like if you worked hard enough for a high 2-1 like if you're gonna get a high 2-1 you should have got a first mm. he's like tell me you got a low 2-1 I was like don't worry it was low <laughs> I enjoyed myself yeah I think mine was, I think mine was like middle of the road which is just yeah, like that's even just more shit. like that's just shit. um and yeah I I'm in your camp which is for my parents like I said neither of them went to university it was such a happy day for them. And I 
was a awful, awful person to them all day. I was awful. Okay, yeah, well, consider this to all our parents. I'm sorry. We're, so sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. sorry. We're sorry. But look sorry where we are now. Shoes. It worked out. <laughs> sorry about the shoes. <laughs> those, by the way, I haven't kept. Okay. No, I'm not <laughs> sentimental about those. <laughs> um, all right. I think we'll leave it there. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening. If you have any feedback, please do email podcast at shitarts.com. We love hearing from you. Don't forget also to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.